Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Professional basketball, whether it, you know, hopefully be in the NBA or overseas, there's, there's a, a leagues in Australia and Canada and Africa. So having a coach like Coach Walker who has played, coached, managed um, at, at pretty much every single level across basketball in general, from college to the professional level, you know, there isn't a guy with more diverse and well-rounded experience than him. And again, when you talk about separators, that's that's a separator. That's definitely a recruiting pitch for our program, something we emphasize and talk a lot about with, with prospective student-athletes. Um, and it's undeniable, and that's a strength for us. Very good. All right, Coach, uh, give us the dates of that uh, camp again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. So June 13th to the 16th, the registration website is live. Um, a simple Google search, Daryl Walker Basketball Camps 2023, will get you pointed in the right direction. The second camp is July 31, August 1st. They run from, they both, both the camps run from 12 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. We're going to emphasize skill development. We're going to have current and former Trojans around. The staff will be around. It's going to be a fun, fun time. And my information is also on the LR Trojans website. If anybody has any specific questions, please feel free to reach out. Preston, appreciate you very much. All right, Preston, thank you. Very Thanks, good. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. Thank, thank you. Have a good night. He's got a, he got a brand-new baby at home three months old. Uh, <laughs> I, I will... And we never heard of Pete. Never, if he's at home, <laughs> well, we he, never heard well, of him. He, he wasn't at home, but the baby's at home. Uh, anyway, I, I reached out to Alicia Cash, one of Joe Foley's assistants. I asked about their, their camp. So they're having a camp in July. It's a team camp. Uh, and if, I'm sure you can go on the Trojan website find out information on that. It's in July, and the floor, by the way, at Stevens Center won't be ready until June. So, anyway, appreciate them taking time. Okay, there you go. Okay, so we're ready for your calls, 501-661-1037. You can call us about any sports subject that you'd like to. I just saw flashed. Uh, I leave the MLB network on, uh, with, on silent, obviously, when we're on the air. Here's one. So, a year ago, Kumar Rocker was one of the top pitchers in college baseball at Vanderbilt. And nobody drafted him. We're talking about uh, draft of 2021, I guess. They were worried about uh, they were worried about his arm. Uh, there were concerns. 2022, he gets drafted by the Texas Rangers, and uh, he's a, he's a, uh, the guy could be a great pitcher. There's no doubt about it. Gets drafted by the Rangers. Today, they announced he will have Tommy John surgery. So you know, there's a guy that, that wasn't drafted for a full year earlier, worried about his arm. Now he is drafted, pitching for the Rangers organization, and he's going to have Tommy John surgery. Let's go to uh, Lyle in Fountain Lake. Hi, Lyle. Thanks for calling. Yeah, so Rick, uh, I have a friend from uh, Alabama that's trying to convince me that John McDonald had to forfeit two national championships in track and field because of something concerning Tyson Gay. Can you give me the Outlook on this, I've never heard of it before. Yeah, but yeah, not, yeah they, you don't forfeit. They they stripped them of two titles. Yes, uh, John McDonald's teams won 42 national championships. The NCAA stripped them of two on a deal involving Tyson Gay's recruitment, which was in today's in today's recruitment would be nothing, and uh, it was ridiculous. It, it was uh, almost seemed vindictive because McDonald won so much. 
but that is the case, and so those two championships were vacated. But whenever I mention, whenever I personally mention how many he won, I always say forty-two. But the NCAA recognizes forty. Same here. Okay, when did that happen? When was he stripped? Oh well, you're, you're talking about uh, Tyson Gay was what early two thousands, somewhere in that range. Yeah, and then the you know the Arkansas won an indoor and an outdoor with him. And then they stripped him of that. And Tyson Gay later made the U.S. Olympic team. So, you know, again, I, I, I can't go for that. Had, had, to do, had something to do with the mail. Was it mail fraud? I'm not sure. Or testing when he was in uh, junior college. I, I, I can't even remember. I just know that it was, it was ridiculously minor. They didn't. They did not cheat to get him or anything like that. And I, and I believe it involved an assistant coach more than John McDonald. Yes, it did. Oh, so you can tell your Alabama friend he's, he he may be right, but John McDonald still won more national championships than Alabama football. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, he's strictly a football man. <laughs> yeah. Alabama yeah. guy. Yeah. And they won't ever catch so, up. I'm... <laughs> No, they won't ever catch up. Forty, even if it's at forty, that's a lot. Alabama fudges on a few of their national championships, but they, and they've won quite a few, and they're really good. But they only get one chance a year. John got three. You know, I think I think it was yeah. five times. Five times Arkansas won all three in the same year, cross country, indoor track, and outdoor track nationally. Before that, I think yeah. it had been done once. UTEP had done it once, and Arkansas did it five times. But I am still mad at Sports Illustrated. They did a did a piece on dynasties yeah. in college sports, and they never mentioned John, yeah. John McDonald. Yeah, they had. I'm still mad had, at them. They had North Carolina soccer, and they didn't have Arkansas track. It was yeah, I agree. So, okay, uh, thanks for that information. Thanks, Lyle. All right, Lyle, you bet. Thanks for calling. Five zero one six six one one zero three seven. A lot going on in sports. We haven't covered much of it because we've had guests on, and in the first half hour, it was all about Babe Ruth and Shohei Otani. The Washington Commanders are about to be sold, and a lot of people are glad that uh, Dan Snyder will no longer be their owner. They're about to be sold for $6 billion. Now, before the last two or three, we just never heard of teams selling for that much until recently. The Denver Broncos... Sold for four point one billion, and that was that was over two billion higher than anybody had ever paid for a team before. I, I think two billion was the most anybody had ever played, and and the Walton family was involved, and they got plenty of billions, so they paid four point one. This is another two billion. What do you think that's going to do for the price of pro franchises? And certainly, if the Commanders are worth six billion. It's pretty hard to argue about paying quarterbacks fifty million a year. What do you think Jerry Jones paid for the Dallas Cowboys? Well, it was it was less than a hundred million, wasn't it? One hundred and forty million. One hundred and forty million. And now okay. they now the team sold for six billion. Yeah, and the and the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys and a soccer team in Europe go back and forth as to the most valuable franchise. The Yankees are up there, too. They're the most valuable major league uh, franchise. But I think the Cowboys are among American professional sports are worth the most. So, yeah, what a, you know, whenever, and, and I don't know that with the Jones family ever sell. Don't you think that when Jerry either retires or 
uh, passes away, that the Jones family, Stephen will just step. I mean, he's already doing most a lot of the work. He'll just step in, and the Jones family will keep the team. I would definitely believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. Six billion dollars for a team. PGA Golf Championship starts this weekend at Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York. Um, I can remember when the PGA used to be the last of the four majors. You had the Masters, then you had the U.S. Open, the British Open, and the PGA. Was it two or three years ago? Maybe longer by now. Time goes fast. They moved the PGA from August to May, and it just doesn't seem right to me. It still seems like the PGA ought to be the last one on the tour, but it's not. But it's this weekend, and it's in Rochester, New York. Uh, Brooks Kepka has won it a couple times. He's one of the favorites, I suppose. Ray, you're into horse racing. Uh, Kentucky Derby was a couple weeks ago. The Preakness is this week. Uh, they're in the uh, they're on the rail there. At five, they start at 5:50 in the post. So, do you get as excited about the Preakness as the Kentucky Derby? I do not, but I will watch it if I'm around. I will watch it. Uh, I've got a golf update here. The Little Rock golf team uh, qualified for the NCAA regionals. They're in Bath, the Bath, Michigan regional. Uh, did not have a good day today. They are in eighth place. Uh, first place is Georgia at minus 28. Little Rock is at plus one. Uh, the top five teams out of that region will, will advance. So uh, they got to bounce back big time tomorrow. We have not. Uh, I've checked. We have not received anything on Arkansas's golf team today. Yesterday they shot a school record minus 22 uh, and led their regional. So, uh, but. No update yet today. I've been looking uh, during the timeouts, and I just looked right now. I didn't find it. Okay, so how about the NFL? The NFL has decided to put a wild-card playoff game on Peacock. That is NBC's streaming service. That means if you have regular TV, but you don't stream, there's going to be a playoff game that you're not going to see. In Week 16, that same entity, Peacock, has the Chargers and the Bills in a regular season game, same thing. So for those of you who uh, you know like baseball and these games are on Apple TV, and if you don't have Apple TV, it's the same thing. But and if you don't have Apple TV, it's the same thing. But for baseball, they play 162 games. If you don't get one or two because it's on Amazon Prime or Apple TV, it's no big deal. In the NFL, a playoff game being streamed is interesting, and the 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 uh, media, the guy that covers media for Sports Illustrated, when he's writing about this, pointed out that no pro sports owner cares about fans, city, or anything else. It's all about money, and this is a hundred and ten million dollars is what this one game is being paid for one year basis. So, do you have Peacock? I do not. I have. Uh... Prime Video. I have Amazon Prime, which I get some NFL stuff on there. Yeah. Um, I, I, who is your your internet's with who, Rick? AT and T. Okay. My, my mine is with uh, Xfinity. Okay. And in the last seven or eight months, they have gone up from fifty dollars to seventy dollars, now to ninety two, without any explanation. What? Yes. Just for internet service? Yes. And and I I'm getting ready to get on the phone with them, find out what in the world is going on. I I don't know if they've done that to everybody, but that, that's uh you know I must double my bill since I started with them. Okay, well I, can just I, I have no contract. Make, okay, we're going to make a call right now. I'm sorry, this is this is not. I get no endorsement from this. I want to say it right <laughs> up front. You need to go straight to your T-Mobile dealer. 
T-Mobile has got deals where you they you pay a one price for life. And uh, at your age, you get an even bigger discount. For seniors, it's a bigger discount, and it's it's Internet for life. You T- need to go to, I did not know T-Mobile had Internet. T-Mobile, T-Mobile has Internet. We got a great buy on their new phones. Again, great price. Locked in for life. They are my new provider. I can tell you that. Yeah, you, you, need, you need to get in touch with them tomorrow. All right. You sure do. Okay, and in the meantime, you can get in touch with us tonight when we return on Drive Time Sports. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. The Diamond Hogs have a big series with Vanderbilt, last one of the SEC regular season. And we will talk with our guy, Hagan Smith, thanks to our friends at John Mark Goings Insurance. And we'll be talking some football with Kevin Kelly, NBA basketball with Big Joe Klein. Huge show coming up Wednesday in the Zone. It's where sports and entertainment come crashing together. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But, sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Guys, there are a lot of people out there talking about testosterone, but I want you to do your homework, man. I want you to make sure that you choose a provider that you can trust. The provider that I trust, the provider that I recommend is Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. I've been a client for five plus years now. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone, and they determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether you're a candidate for low T or something else like low thyroid or even sleep apnea. Typically, their annual health assessment is completely covered by health insurance and I'm telling you folks they check everything including PSA which is your prostate levels and they check thyroid, liver and kidney function, cholesterol glucose levels and much more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment including monitored self-inject treatment that ships directly to you each month so no need to come to the center each week. Make your health a priority this new year and schedule your annual health assessment at Low T Center today it's covered by most health insurance or less than $100 cash pay. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com Low T Center, reinventing men's health It's the perfect day. You're just driving along, listening to your favorite music. The window's down. There's a cool breeze. Life is good. But wait, hold on a second. You're not wearing a seatbelt? You'd better put that on before that... Uh Uh-oh, too late. Cops everywhere are stepping up enforcement, so you'd better buckle up or you will get caught. Sorry to ruin your day. Click it or ticket. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. Yep, that's the sounds of all my friends and another great deck party of mine. And what do you not hear? That's right, no mosquito. That's because Sanders Ground Essential provides me with a monthly mosquito barrier spray. Call them at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. Join me, John Neighbors, and Freaky Joe Franklin live on location at Twin Peaks this Friday from 1 to 4. Happy hour starts at 2 with dollar off wine, liquor, cheap shots, and ice cold 29 degree draft brews. Select apps are just 2 4 and $6. See you Friday at Twin Peaks. 
This is Pat Bradley for my friends at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton and their summer auto loan special that's available for all five counties Alcoa serves. Interest rates as low as 2.49%. Take the summer off with no payments for 90 days or how about 84 months financing? Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models or you can refinance your current auto loan. Go to alcoacommunityfcu.org and apply securely online today. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring and Perry counties. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. Randy Rainwater's out today. Rick Schaefer, Northwest Arkansas, and in Central Arkansas, it is... Ray Tucker on Drive Time Sports is brought to you by Guatney Buick GMC. All right, Ray, we enter our last 30 minutes. If you want to give us a call, 501-661-1037. We'll address any sports subject. By the way, I need to tell you that on the T-Mobile Internet, you didn't know they had it. Yes, it's fairly new. You asked me who our provider is. It's AT&T on Internet. I've got uh, T-Mobile phone because we got such a good deal. Their Internet service is supposed to be where I live, where we live right now, in about the next three months, and we'll we'll switch at that time. So, uh, But living in the Little Rock metro area, I'm guessing you can get it right away. So there you go. I'll have to check and find out, but I appreciate the inf- information. Absolutely. Okay. Sports Illustrated ran a story yesterday. Excuse me. And... Um, about more conference movement coming. It was an extensive story. Evidently, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 were both having meetings this past week within uh, a hallway of each other, and uh, which is really interesting. And so here's what's coming out. The Pac-12, and, and the question is, can the Pac-12, the Big 12, and the ACC even stay in the same in, in the same league as the SEC and the Big Ten. Because the money, there's so much difference in the money, it's ridiculous. Okay, the Pac-12 is on the ropes. There's no doubt. They've lost USC. They've lost UCLA. Word is, the two schools they're targeting for expansion are San Diego State and SMU. SMU gets them into the Texas market. They're hoping that helps them. But in the meantime, the Big 12 is targeting four schools in the Pac-12. So what's going to happen there? The Pac-12 has been negotiating their TV contract for 10 months, and uh, nothing's clear yet because TV networks don't know whether to commit to them or not. And so the Big 12, while you're wondering, will the Pac-12 survive? Remember, they've already got four new members coming next year, but they lose Oklahoma and Texas. They'll still have 12 members after those two are gone. They are targeting Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado. Obviously, if they get those four schools, then the Pac-12 is finished. There, there's no more league. But here's the other thing, Ray, that's interesting, because you think of if there's one league that maybe could compete with those two, it's the ACC. The ACC is locked into a TV rights deal through 2036. 2036. A good deal at the time, terrible now when compared to the, the SEC and the Big 12. And so if you're an ACC school, your Florida State's not happy, Clemson's not happy, in 2026, which is, what, only three years away, and the SEC's new TV deal is totally kicked in, 
every SEC school will make at least $30 million more per year than every ACC school. $30 million a year. That, that's, a, that's a gap uh, that in college athletics, I, I don't even know if that's, it, it could be insurmountable. How do you compete against that, particularly in the day of NIL? You know, I, I, I took a picture of the screen. I was watching uh, Josh Payton, which I, I like the guy. He can talk the horns off a goat and he knows his stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, TV contracts, this is starting in, uh, ACC started in 2016, ends in 2036, 17 yeah. million a year. Yeah. SEC contract started in 2024, uh, expires in 2034, 51 million a school. Yeah. Big Ten uh, started in 2023, goes through 2030, 67 million. Yeah. Uh, Pac-12 started in 2012, runs through 2024, 20 million. Are you kidding me? And the, yeah. and the Big 12 20, uh, runs, starts in 2025, runs to 31, 32 million. So you can see the difficulty in competing against the Big the, the Big Ten and the SEC. And uh, the SEC's I think, is going to be even more lucrative than that when you throw all the extras in there. So, But at any rate, uh, so the ACC, yeah. And so these schools want to renegotiate. Well, the networks don't want to renegotiate. They're, they're locked into mm-hmm. 20, through 2036. And here's the thing: if you're an SEC or if you're an ACC school, you're Clemson or Florida State, and say, "Well, we're just going to leave the league." Your TV rights go with you. So, in other words, every let's say Clemson joined the SEC, not that the SEC is looking for them; they've already got a school in South Carolina. Let's say Clemson or Florida State joins the SEC, and through 2036, unless there unless there's and it's an ironclad thing. The, the story's talking about. Only the lawyers at that school could see any way there could even be a 2% possibility of a loophole. There, there's, there's no loophole in this. So if, let's say, they decide to leave the league, number one, the exit payment is $120 million at this point. So they would have to pay the ACC $120 million. And every one of their home football games that's on television, the TV payment goes to the ACC, even if they're in another league. It goes to the ACC, so it it's one of those things you're you're locked in, and it's almost impossible to leave. So we get calls on this show all the time. Well, how come the SEC doesn't just take in Clemson and Florida State? Those schools can't get out of it. They absolutely cannot. The other thought process was that the SEC, which seems pretty content right now with the the 16 schools it has, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in, very content with that. Let's say they did want to expand, wanted to add schools. They'd probably rather add them in states where there's no team right now in the SEC. So, in other words, they've already got teams in South Carolina and Florida, so why do they want Clemson and Florida State? Instead, uh, they might go for North Carolina, or they might go for um, Virginia, or somebody. So those two, two type of schools. But, again, those schools are not going to get out of the ACC. Now, the irony of this and we've shared before on the program, in 1990, when Arkansas and South Carolina came in, the schools that were invited initially were Arkansas, Texas, Texas A&M, and Florida State. Texas Texas A&M wanted to come. Texas said, no, we're not going. And uh, that's when their elitism showed up. Oh, we don't identify with those schools in the South, in the Southeastern Conference academically. Well, ha, 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 when the money gets right, they do now. Then um, 
Florida State, Bobby Bowden was at his height. They were winning all the time. And he just told the administrators, we don't want to go in the SEC. He said, you know, we go into that league, we're not going to be as good as we are, or we're not going to win as much as we do. And so they didn't. And that's how South Carolina came in, because Roy Kramer had it figured out. He knew a loophole that if you had as many as 12 schools in your conference, you could play a conference championship game. So that's why he wanted to add two schools. Arkansas was a natural. The Razorbacks had been talking to the SEC for three years before it happened. A lot of people, nobody knew that at the time. But uh, they needed another school. South Carolina at that time was an independent. So they brought them in. And... Uh, and there was no further expansion until they brought in Missouri and Texas A&M. But uh, Florida State had its opportunity all the way back in 1990, turned it down. Now, this is a lot of years later. Was that 33 years ago? And you know Florida State is sitting there thinking, boy, look where the position we're in now. Uh, $30 million smells a lot of new things. Yeah, <laughs> it sure does. You have all the schools in the SEC, most of the schools in the SEC, expanding in every sport, facility-wise, and you you got those guys sitting there, and that, that's what you got to that's what you got to play with. And is is the playing field level? No, it's not. It's not because of TV money. No, it, it is not level at all, and it won't be level. And that's why you uh, I've said it many times on this program. Frank Broyles was at Arkansas for 50 years. He won a national championship as football coach. Uh, he's the one that started the program, so you know, decided let's win at other sports besides football, basketball, baseball, facilities. You can talk about all the things he did. The number one thing he did was get Arkansas in the Southeastern Conference. That that is that everything else was good, and you want to win and all of that. But he he was so forward thinking, and he gets into the Southeastern Conference, a strong league financially. And the truth is. Had Arkansas not gotten any SEC, you wonder where they'd be right now. You know, this is a this is a state that uh, until you got, I mean, it had decent recent, well, really didn't have decent resources. And then you got these three major companies in Northwest Arkansas that have have lifted things a bit, but nonetheless, uh, you got three million people in the state. If TV dollars are your number one reason to want a school to come in. Arkansas wouldn't have been on anybody's list. No, uh, just because you win doesn't mean you're, you know, hey, let's get Arkansas. Yeah, and get those three million TVs in Arkansas. There's more, there's more TVs in the Houston area than there are in the whole state of Arkansas. So that was a very forward-looking thing that Coach Broyles did, and uh, every Razorback fan should be thankful for that, and uh, Hunter Yurichek should be thankful for that, and a lot of. Uh, high five, Coach Broyles statue every day he goes to work. I, I remember one year right after Arkansas it was announced Arkansas was leaving. Um, <clears throat> Paul Ellis and, and I did a TV game in Austin, and we're walking out of the drum, and Tom Penders is next to us, and we said we're going to miss you guys, and he said, "Hey, we're right behind you." Yeah, right. Well, that's uh, he it didn't took know. Him a, what, took him a while. Yeah, yeah, he didn't know what his administration was thinking. Obviously, let's go to Chuck and win. Chuck, thanks for calling. Hey, I got a question for both you guys since you've been around the hog so long. Yes, okay. Sir. I recall Orville Henry writing, if this was right at the end of the Sutton era, that when Sutton left, that I believe it was Alvin Robinson and Joe Klein were really instrumental in holding the team together. Do y'all recall any of that? 
Well, if they were, it was from outside because they were seniors in 84 and Sutton left after the 85 season. So uh, I don't know how that would have happened. I have not heard that. Anything no, like Alvin, that. Alvin and Joe were gone a year before Eddie Sutton. No, I, yeah, I, th- I thought they were gone. Yeah, so I, I don't you know. That, yeah, I don't recall that. I think that. I've memorized every Orville column ever was. <laughs> <laughs> You've memorized them? That's amazing because he had oh, some yeah. long columns. He had some well, really even long the columns. one that ran the whole page on the station, remember that? Yeah, yeah. I, after what? Arkansas yeah. beat Houston in 1976, he had his regular column and it jumped and it was the full page. No ads. A full page. A full page. Yeah. In a newspaper. Yeah. And and everybody read every word of it. Too. Well, of course. Yeah, you had to. Uh, uh, and one other thing, I've I've always had a dream going back to Kansas State game when uh, uh, Scott Hastings had to go across against Les Craft and Ralph Neely. Hmm. Remember that game? You're talking about back. Les was a, a forward about Scott Hastings' side. And Ralph Neely was about Joe Klein's side. And you're talking about the NCAA tournament of '82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The NCAA Arkansas tournament. lost by a point playing at Dallas. Yeah. Yep. I've always wished that they would have redshirted Scott Hastings, so the next year we could do that with him and Joe Klein. It would have been a super <laughs> great team. Couldn't have his freshman year. Arkansas was really young, and uh, he started as a true freshman. Couldn't have redshirted him. Yeah. I mean, redshirting his senior year. Oh, his senior year? Yeah, and then, then bring him back the next year with, with Joe Pine. Yeah. Good idea, but at the time, they thought they could be an NCAA contender in 82, but then they yep. lost in the first round that game. Uh, my, my, only, my only other wish was for the basketball team right now. I wish Alvin Robinson and uh, all the coaches at UALR. Daryl Walker. And Daryl Walker could have played for Nolan. All right. We're back in Every a day, we do one Thank thing. You. And we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well today I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or a pre-owned vehicle. You know, shopping for an automobile makes most people uncomfortable. It can be a stressful experience, but we want to take away the stress and give you a pleasant buying experience with confidence in what you hear and you see. Folks, our business depends on you returning to us over and over again over the years. We've been here in Sherwood for over 25 years, and many of you have bought five, six, or seven vehicles from us. Most of our sales staff has been here a long time. As you know, all of our pre-owned vehicles have the prices right on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see, and our new cars have Frank Fletcher's green tag showing all of our specials. So folks, please come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood, or you can shop us online at FletcherDeals.com and give us a chance to serve you. Brookston Dunn Reboot 2023 Tour. Oh, play something country. The best-selling duo of all time live. With special guest, Scotty McCreary. This Saturday, Simmons Bank Arena. Oh, get down, turn around, go to town, 
on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Brooks and Dunn Live. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Plus has been serving Central Arkansas for over 70 years. All the times you've bought a lumber package, power equipment, tools, doors from their door shop, grills, gutters, insulation, you name it, this family-owned company appreciates it. They know you have options and are thankful you continue to choose Whit Davis as your preferred lumberyard and hardware store. So thank you, Whit Davis customers, for 70 years and looking forward to 70 more. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Steve Fisher in Stuttgart, or Jay Vandover in Little Rock. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Ray Tucker and Rick Schaefer with you today. One more segment. If you want to give us a call, 501-661-1037. Happy to talk with you. Randy Rainwater will be back again tomorrow night. Uh, NBA playoffs, Miami and Boston, Denver and Los Angeles. I know Denver and Los Angeles play tonight. Are Miami and Boston on tonight too, Ray? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, it's just the one. Okay, so the U.S. News and World Report ranks the best places to live in the United States. Northwest Arkansas has been in the top ten for the last seven years, make it eight now. But they did slip. We went from seventh to tenth in in uh, best place to live. And I, I really believe, Ray, there's no explanation given, but I believe it's because of the cost of housing, uh, which is going up simply because uh, more people are moving here and there's not enough available. But number ten, the number one place to live. Randy Rainwater, are you listening? Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's the number one place to live? It's cold it's in cold Green Bay, no. Wisconsin. No. Yeah. It's number one. Huntsville, Alabama is number two. That's that's all I know. And Northwest Arkansas is number three. And we've got a couple callers, so let's go to Stan. Hi, Stan. What's on your mind tonight? Not, are are not, you there, Stan? Not much. <laughs> Let's see, Stan. I'll try it again. Let me put you on hold for a second. I'll try, Stan. Stan, stay with us. Let's go to Gary and let's talk to Gary. Hi, Gary. You're on the air. Hey, Rick. How you doing? Great, thank you. Uh, I had a, a comment about uh, you know we're talking about the money and the great financial position that the U of A is in since the yeah. SEC, and I'm just curious how. Uh, the money equates to winning. I know it gives us uh, good salaries for our coaches. It gives yeah. us great facilities, but we can't put that into an NIL, can we? No. Uh, it doesn't guarantee winning, but we got to have the money. Yeah, not, not at this point. It doesn't guarantee you winning, but it, it guarantees you staying competitive because your facilities and because your coaches' salaries and all those things. I was talking to a friend earlier today. This is I left the athletic department in 2000. In 2000, I think our athletic budget was around $36 million. When Coach Broyles 
uh, was athletic director for his last year, the athletic budget was around $48 million. Okay, so he had 10 years of Jeff Long, 100 euro checks in his fifth year. So we're talking about 15 years later. The athletic budget is $120 million. It's So to see it escalate, that, now that's way beyond the cost of living, the way it's gone up. Coaches' salaries have gone up. Obviously, they've built a lot of facilities. There's still, there's still more to come. They're going to uh, renovate Bud Walton Arena. Uh, they're talking about a uh, new softball fac- uh, facility, not, not the park itself, but the, the building that will go with it. Uh, soccer is going to get an improvement, maybe even a new par- facility. So that's where the money goes. And uh, at any rate, that, that's, you got to have that money to keep your facilities up to date. But it, but it doesn't guarantee you winning, no. Because uh, yeah, the, you know who has the number one budget in America, athletic budget? It's the University of Texas. The, the, name how many national championships they've won lately. In, in football, yeah. So uh, I and love Ohio. hearing that, but yeah, that's a good point. And I love hearing that they got a big zero up there. Yeah, Ohio State. Right. Ohio okay. State is the other one. It's Ohio State and Texas go back and forth as to who has the biggest budget. Yeah. All right, go Hawks. Okay. All right, Gary. Thanks for calling. Okay, Stan says he's ready now. Okay, Stan, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, Ray, I got one yeah. question for you and Ray. you and Ray. Who y'all be gonna win that series between Denver and L.A.? And I'm gonna hang up this to y'all. Okay, Stan. Well, I'm wow. I'm pulling for Denver, but uh, my dear friend Darrell Young Headband, who works here, is such a diehard Laker fan. I have a hard time pulling from him, pulling against him because of him. That's the only reason. Headband. Yeah, he's a big I'm, Laker I'm not fan. a big. I think Joe's a big Laker fan yeah, too. I'm I'm not a big LeBron fan. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you know, my life's not going to change either way. Over the course of the season, Denver was the best team. Right now, I don't know. I think it's a pretty even series. I think a big key if Anthony Street Close da- Street Close Davis yeah. uh, stays healthy, uh, yeah. and then the Lakers may make a big run at it. But you know, Patrick Beverly's on that team. He got there late. And uh, he and uh, who's the other player? There, there's two players that got there late. And the question is, if the Lakers would win the championship, would they get a ring? Patrick Beverly's made it very clear: if they win the championship, he definitely wants a ring. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm not a Patrick Beverly fan either. I know he played at Arkansas, and I don't yeah, care. Yeah, well, he's he's. I don't uh, like his style. He's definitely had his moments <laughs> uh, in his NBA career. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Okay, the other story that this is good. I mean, I love when I hope more people will call. We only got about five minutes left, but we get to some stories like the Sports Illustrated story. I thought was an important story that I hope our listeners enjoy listening to that. Another one, if you like Major League Baseball at all, the saga of the Oakland A's is just awful. I mean, it's just awful. It is. Okay, the, the A's have been good as recently as four or five years ago. Ownership has basically sold them down the river. They, you know, you look at their their roster. There's not anybody that you've heard of. They do have a rookie who is having a really good year. Uh, I think his name is Booker. He is uh, leading the major leagues in OPS. Other than that, you, you never heard of hardly any of them. They've got a couple of, couple guys that played for the Astros at one time. Now I know Zach Jackson who pitched at Arkansas. He's in their bullpen. Lives down the street from me. So, but their their attendance is abysmal. The major this year, 
so far, the average attendance at a Major League Baseball game is 26,805. Obviously, you've got some that draw better than others. And uh, so that the Yankees help that, the Red Sox help that, the Dodgers help that. Uh, so there are teams that draw better than others. The Pirates obviously don't draw as well. The Reds, because they're not as good right now. The Royals. Uh, but the average attendance is 26,805. The average attendance so far for an Oakland game is 9,129. That's the average attendance. So the Razorbacks are outdrawing oh, yeah, Oakland. They're outdrawing the A's. That's right. Last night, the A's played the Arizona Diamondbacks in Oakland in front of 2,064 people. 2,064 people. Now, you can't blame them. The team's not any good. And ownership has made it very clear that they're leaving. And uh, and so they do have a deal worked out with uh, Las Vegas. Uh, they know where a new ballpark will be built. Now, the, the, the only question is they want uh, it's going to be a $1.5 billion facility. They want the city of Las Vegas to pay, I think it's about $350 million of that. So they're going to pick up the rest, but about $350 million and the, the city of Las Vegas has got three weeks left for their city council to meet, and they have to vote on that. And at this time, at so far, uh, that hadn't happened. So um, they hope that will happen in the next three weeks because Major League Baseball has given Oakland the A's until December 31st to work out a deal. So if they don't work it out in the next three weeks, the mayor could call them back for a special session, but that's the only way that that can happen. But you got to believe it's going to. $1.5 billion for a stadium that's only going to hold between thirty and 30,000 people, Thirty and 35,000 people. What do you think the odds are in that passing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty good because we already know where the land's going to be. Uh, they've, they've scoped out land. Uh, there's a hotel, I guess it was built in 1959. I don't, I don't know Las Vegas very well, but it was built in 1959. It's going to be torn down. That's where the ballpark's going to be. So... Um, this is a done deal. But how about the city of Oakland? They used to have the A's. They used to have the Raiders. Warriors. And they used to have the Raiders. Raiders. And they will have none of them. Raiders are already in Las Vegas. The Warriors have moved to San Francisco across the bay. And you, you have to say, what what's the deal? It, it's hard to believe. And, and the Oakland A's, for years, had among the most raucous crowds. And, of course, the Raiders... I talked to a guy went to an Oakland Raider game one time. He was a neutral observer. He was out there, and he went to a game. He said, man, that's the most raucous crowd I've ever been a part of. I mean, they were nasty. I went out for a Raiders-Cowboys game uh, on the Cowboy team plane, I might add, and they played at the old L.A. Coliseum. When we arrived, you could barely see the stadium for the smoke coming off the hibachis all around the stadium. Yeah. Everybody was sit- grilling. Did you sit in the stands? Uh, no, I, I actually sat in the um, press box with Jim Plunkett. Good for you, because I'm told the fans are pretty rough, particularly if you might happen to pull for the other team. At any rate, that's Ray Tucker. I'm Rick Schaefer. We hope you've enjoyed today's program, and we hope that you'll be back with us tomorrow at 4.05 for Drive Time Sports. ESPN and the Buzz gives you the complete sports and entertainment package. I love that game. 1037 The Buzz, KABZ Little Rock. 
motorcycle seems pretty simple. It has one engine, two wheels, and plenty of attitude. But you crash one of these babies, and things get complicated quick. That's when you need these guys. At Rainwater Holton Section, we keep it simple. 